We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. So let's say Taka best 11. You're taking Jordan Ayu before you take Lukaku. Yes. Absolutely. This I, is, I'm not touching Lukaku. I'll say this is why I beat you most of the time. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to RotoWire.com/soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Laird. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. Along with me is Andrew Laird. I am Mike Gottlieb. Uh, I mean, we, we, we reacted a little bit to the Leicester stuff uh, on the earlier pod this week. So if you want more of the emotional stuff, head over to that podcast. Uh, we're going to just focus on going forward here. There's a double game week for game week 37. We will cover the Saturday and Sunday games today. And then on Monday, do a review preview for the uh, for the remainder of Game Week 37. And isn't it just like the Premier League? The title is won, but for Fantasy Premier League, the excitement begins now for the double game week and for the season long, guys. You're, it's got to be – this has got to be the week you move. Yeah, you got to – I mean, I, I used my triple captain last week. Uh, or I'm sorry, I used my bench boost last week. Uh, I'll triple captain somebody this week and then my all out attack in the end, just because I find those things so stupid that I never think of them. And now I have three weeks left for three of these gimmicky things for FPL. And, uh, I'm sure I'll get them all wrong. 
So FPL's not doing the double game week, like the like the the two games for game week thirty seven. Yeah, they are. But you can use. Mul- so I already used my bench boost. Oh, now- gotcha, gotcha. Last week, this week, next week. Sorry. Yeah, theoretically. Sorry. Sorry. You have two weeks. You right. Have three games with two weeks. Yes, that's the plan. <sighs> that's three more chips than I've used this season. <laughs> well, you got three or two more shots, so you might as well just use them. I'm going to use them all in the last week of the season in protest. Well, you can only use one at a time. That's the problem. Well, then I can only use two of the chips. <laughs> Experts. I really, I, I, well, no, it's not that. I, 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 I admitted earlier in the season that FPL, I, I've I've gone away from it just towards daily fantasy. Because yes. the season-long game, especially, uh, you know, it would only be interesting to me if I was in a group of, like, really close friends and I feel like if we were doing that, we'd be in like the EFSA league or in Artaga league. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that's really what that would, I think that's what that's going to, uh, I think that's what that, that's going to spawn, uh, that's going to spawn into. So it's, you know, it, FPL to me, if it was a stock, I'd, I'd sell. <laughs> Fair enough. So positive news going into Kiwi <laughs> I don't know how we got into that little tirade uh so let's get started here uh we have norwich at home against manchester united uh this is manchester united on the road so they may let up a goal but it's norwich who don't score very consistently yeah there's nothing that i've seen from norwich recently to make me think that they uh can have a a significant fantasy impact in this game and so i'll uh i'll avoid i'll continue avoiding all norwich guys and uh, there really aren't that many uh, Man United players that I love. I mean, it, it's uh, it's the early game, so it's not included in most of the uh, GPPs anyway. So um, that almost makes it a little easier for us. But uh, theoretically, like, you know, you can look in the Martial, Rooney, Rashford front three, and after that, I feel like um, you know, I guess De Gea is probably a decent call with yep. some of the. Uh, you know, who know? I guess Antonio Valencia, crazily enough, um, is our unanimous top um, defender this week. Some of that is due to the two games that he has. But I think even if uh, it was a single game week for Manchester United, he'd be pretty high up there, uh, which is incredible given that uh, we hadn't gotten him in the top 20 all season. Yeah, this could be the time that West Ham jumps Manchester United, by the way. Could be. Could be. I mean, Man United have two very, well, not very winnable games. They have one very well, one winnable game, and one of them is West Ham. Yeah. So uh, the, you know, we know they'll score against West Ham. It's just a matter of which one of those three guys you'll you'll yep. be able to trust. Yep. And it's at, but and it's at the Boiling Ground. Yep. Last that's one. The last game at the Boiling Ground. So mm-hmm. uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a very exciting game for West Ham because that would mean a lot to them to jump Manchester United. For sure. I mean, particularly in. Uh, you know, in the se- their last season before uh, they head to the the Olympic Stadium. So, uh, yeah, that would definitely be big. Yeah. So, uh, if, if I if I was going to say if the early slate included this game, the Norwich Manchester United game, I would have paid any price to put in De Gea. Yeah, my only hesitation with it is that uh, I'm not sure he's going to get that many saves because uh, the Norwich attack has just been so poor uh, that I just don't see. I don't see a, a ton of value for having to pay up for, you know, possibly 
11 points or 12 points a one save clean sheet win is only 12 points so well, yeah my point my, my point was going to be that it's not that he had such a great matchup it's that all the other ones on the saturday slate are not good they're not good enough uh i think there's one that's better well well is it is well let's get to the next game is it possibly carl carl darlow in newcastle traveling to aston villa who it's, have scored four goals in two games it's not actually <laughs> uh i did consider that though because um Oh. Newcastle, more so uh, about Newcastle, strangely enough, than it is about about Villa, because Villa have been playing pretty well, uh, you know, in or terms Villa. of in terms oh. of uh, scoring. Uh, they're still losing. Don't don't get me wrong, but they uh, they've been uh, gotten a little more bite in their attack. So uh, on the flip side, it's actually more the Newcastle defense has been pretty good, and uh, I have more faith in that than I do. Um, you know that that Villa are so bad that that they won't be able to score. But no, this is not the game where I would have picked a goalie from. I feel that Carl Darlow was priced too so high on DraftKings they were basically daring you. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's uh, certainly a possibility. I, I, there's no reason. I mean, I understand why a lot of people will look his way quickly. I mean, we've gotten very accustomed to seeing Aston Villa and immediately picking whoever the goal, the opposing goalkeeper is. But uh, they've been they've been much better recently. Um, and, I mean, they're scoring against uh, decent sides, and so uh, now that the relegation threat is uh, has been lifted off their shoulders, as they have clinched relegation, um, they're they they look a lot more relaxed, and they're they're attacking much better than than previously. So I'm not I'm not sold on a Darlow clean sheet here. Not a few people are. And I and when I was when I was looking through it, I was like, okay, who's the defender I'm going to pair with him? <laughs> uh, yeah, the, Verna, the, the best the best bet would have been Anita, but he's a midfielder, and no, thank you. Yeah, it's um, yeah, uh, the the Anita run is one that is probably not going to be replicated. Although theoretically, uh, playing at Villa shouldn't uh, make you hesitate on him at all, but the. Uh, Paul Dummett's on the other side. He's and he doesn't do nearly enough to warrant real justification. So uh, I don't think you really need to pair. I mean the the clean sheet pairing for FPL for DraftKings at least isn't really as important as it is for for FPL just because the um, you know three crosses and that, that equals the clean sheet. Yeah, and you're not going to get them for the Newcastle defenders anyway. So it, it's. I, I I don't know. It, it, that, that's the reason why I didn't end up picking Darlow. I, I wanted to, but I, I just I couldn't af- I couldn't afford it. All right, but uh, let's move on to a game where Burnmouth. If this is, if there's a game that Burnmouth can stay, all right, we're we're still okay. We're still good. We're still talented. It's got to be at home against West Brom, who you know are going to try to set up shop defensively and not let them score. Uh, I. Are we sure that's really how West Brom? I mean, there's no reason for West Brom to have to do that. I mean, they're they're comfortably safe. Uh, it's not like a big opponent that they need to step up on. I mean, they're obviously tied in the table, but I'm not sure there's there's this big uh, move to have to finish 13th instead of 15th. So uh, the idea that they need to that West Brom are going to climb down, um, I'm not sure it's it's necessary. And so if that's the case and maybe we actually see a more open game because Burnmouth haven't really been that great defensively anyway. I think it's possible, but not probable. Okay. Uh, for 
uh, I mean, for Pulis, he has to also evaluate what he has for next season at this point, too. Yeah, that's why we saw Jonathan Lecco get a start last week, and we can yeah. see it again. But I, I don't. I feel like any low-scoring game here will be more a result than an ineptitude of scoring than um, you know a strength in defending. Yeah. Either I, 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 I think the I think that the position to grab here from either side would be defenders. Okay, I'll respectfully disagree. Fantastic! I can't wait for our daily doses. <laughs> All right, Crystal Palace are at home against Stoke. Uh, another game that's going to be hard to watch. Uh, yeah. Uh, which this uh, game had so much promise like six months ago. Yeah. It's it's a matter of which midfield is more talented and more disappointing at the same time. <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. Oh, oh, one note on Bournemouth before we move on to this game. Uh, Callum Wilson did start last week, which was nice to see. Yes. Uh, but he didn't score. But no. it was nice to see him get the get the start. And uh, actually, one one question about Bournemouth after Leicester is this the second best story? How well Bournemouth have done? Yeah, I, I think I think it's a difficult sell only because. Uh, people will automatically say they're 15th. And what is that really that great of a story? Not recognizing kind of um, the fact that this is their first year in the Premier League ever. Uh, They play in front of 12,000 people that some high schools football games in Texas get more fans for. But uh, it's a fantastic story. uh, And but I, I think it'll probably be the fifth thing that people think about this season after, you know, Leicester and Chelsea struggles and a few others. Sounds good. On to Palace. Uh, like I said, th- these two teams, they have very talented midfields, no strikers between the two of them, and just, and makeshift defenses. <laughs> yeah, I the, the Burnmouth guys at least provide more um, fantasy relevance. Uh, I feel like Joel Ward and Poppy Suarez have been incredibly disappointing this year, maybe because they've been forced to defend more than <laughs> than we had hoped but the uh did i skip games well what are we talking about <laughs> i went back i was doing Burnmouth and crystal palace for some reason nope <laughs> yeah palace. i mean it's a good game to analyze it's just not the one that's playing no this that would, that, i'd like to see that game but uh though that point soiree and ward have been pretty disappointing and uh stoke have just been so banged up like eric peters was like a fine option for a while glenn johnson was good when he was fit but now that they're you know, we've seen way too much of Jeff Cameron uh, play, having to play outside and Mark Muniesa playing anywhere that uh, I, I don't want to put total blame on on Stokes defensive struggles on just a, a poor quality. Whereas I feel like we could do that with with Crystal Palace um, just because, you know, where's the fantasy value from these guys that that we were expecting so much of at the beginning of the season? It's it's disappointing, especially because I famously said before the season starts that the striker, you know, the, the Crystal Palace striker will score twelve to fifteen goals, and they've been terrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if I think if they had one that was fit through, like it's really just Wickham is the one that I think it, had he played, you know, thirty three to thirty six games this year, uh, I think he was entirely capable of reaching ten goals. It's funny. It's funny how these two teams are. I feel like they're mirror images of each other. Yeah, they're they're pretty similar. I mean, we from the fantasy perspective, you have kind of Johan Kabai versus Jordan Shakiri. Shakiri is a little more active, crossing the ball uh, in open play, but um, but I think those are, are are decent comp. 
And then you have uh, other midfielders like uh, Arnautovic versus Balassi. Um, that's the same thing. I think Arnautovic has a little more goal upside, but Balassi has the crosses. So kind of net-net, they're, they're pretty similar. Uh, and then that whole boyan Afalai when he was fit um, combo, I, I never it just felt like they never figured out how to f- work those guys in together. Like punching and like punching and Zaha, yeah. So uh, at least we knew that those guys should be playing. It was the the Boyan Afalai that was just very confusing. Yeah, I, I sum this game up with one sentence: take player at your own risk. Yeah, I. This is going to be one of those that if it's zero zero, nobody's going to be surprised, and if it's five four, we're going to say, well, I mean, this where was this all season? I'd also wouldn't be surprised. Right, that's what I mean. Yeah, it's just uh, five four, maybe not, but if it was three two, I mean, five goals is a decent number. So, uh, and the worst part is it's going to be you know um, a Shawcross deflection, maybe a Scott Dan header on a free kick. You haven't seen uh, one of those in a while. Yeah, exactly. There or, was a long true. time Except where he was not. tied for the tied for the team lead in goals. Scott Dan. Yeah, like way too late in the season for that to be a case, uh, and with him not having any sort of record setting year. So, uh, I you can make the argument that these are the two most disappointing sides after Chelsea this season, from a fantasy perspective. From a fantasy perspective, uh, I'll agree with you. Yeah. But let's move on to Chelsea, as you just mentioned them. Sunderland, uh, they travel over to Sunderland in the northeast. Uh, perhaps for the last time in a while because Sunderland are in the relegation zone now. Uh, Big Sam has a tall task ahead of them because Chelsea are coming off that, let's call it a cagey affair. Um, and Big Sam isn't exactly known to back down from a cagey affair. No. Uh, so I don't think that I don't think we're going to get a repeat of Tottenham-Chelsea, but I also don't know which team we'll see from Chelsea because – you know, they're, you know, their their role of the spoiler has been played. It's complete. And now they can maybe test out a couple of young guys here. Uh, yeah, probably not. Um, I feel like we've been saying that for the better part of whenever uh, Goose Hitting said that they were a club in transition. Team, and, a team in transition. Yeah, starting so, that young talent known as John Terry. Yeah, there's um, – I, I don't see it. Uh, and – but that being said uh, – I kind of like Sunderland. I think a lot of people are going to like Sunderland in this one, especially really? if Chelsea, especially if Chelsea decide to play young players. Yeah, well, I, I don't, I don't think they're going to. Do you um, think against Chelsea's senior side, especially the way that Hazard performed last week, that Sunderland has a chance? I, I, I do, I do, especially after the way that uh, now you're alone. <laughs> Now you're on Sunder Island. That's okay. where you are. I mean, these are the same players that you've been saying have, have effectively given up, right? Uh, I agree, but it's still Sunderland. Okay. You know what I mean? It's still – I know it's on the road, but I think that's a good thing for Chelsea because they've been booed off the booed off the pitch at home except for last week. Right. So it, it's – Well, weren't they booed off at halftime? They were booed yes. off at <laughs> Oh, my God. They were terrible. Uh, you, know, if John, you know what? If John Terry plays, Jermaine Defoe has a chance. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I mean that, that, that's uh, that's the puncher's chance that they would have. But uh, it, it, I, I mean, if it's pretty much any other combination, especially if it's Cahill uh, Ivanovic in the middle, I don't think they have a chance. Yeah, I don't think it will be. Yeah, I think I think Terry will. If Terry plays, then no one can ever be offside. Right. And Kazri Kazri uh, has the ability to find him. Uh, I'm I'm just picturing um, 
Ivanovich trying to keep up with uh, Van Anholt on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, th- that may be something we'll be talking about in Daily Does. <laughs> pretty sure I have Patrick Van Anholt on yeah. my lineup. Uh, if yeah, if you if you start putting every single time I've mentioned this, it, it's come to fruition. When half of your back four plays out of position, they tend to not play very well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's obviously the the Chelsea squad is going to be the big um, decider on this. I mean, uh, well, we Thibaut, know... oh, another interesting thing. Yeah, actually. Thibaut Courtois is back. Well, yeah, but he's also rumored to have uh, handed in a transfer request. <laughs> um, watching uh, Jan Oblak this week for Atletico um, made me think that maybe Courtois is the most overrated player in the world. Goalkeepers, elite goalkeepers are the most overrated players in the world. The, I think the, after the, Manuel Neuer. The board. I think he's No, I disagree. I, oh, I, dis, I mean, maybe Manuel Neuer because he's different. He actually, he can play sweeper keeper. Yeah, I think there, I think there are a handful of guys who were. But hold on, if you put in Andre Ter Stegen, Mark Andre Ter Stegen, he'd do very similar things at Bayern Munich. Not the same, but very similar. Uh, I, I think Neuer is in a class by himself. And I would probably put Gigi Buffon right in his second class by himself and then everybody else. God, no. Not at that age, um, no. I just – either way, uh, I think Chelsea would be perfectly fine selling yeah. Courtois. The if problem they sold is – If they sold Courtois, well, they've they, they rumored to have I – mean, there are rumors that Juventus is actually lining him up to replace Buffon. It just seems like an incredible waste of money. I agree. I mean, Arsenal overpaid for Peter Cech at 12 million pounds, but like the the absolute max you get for a goalkeeper is probably 15, right? Um, oh, wrong. Not at Cotois' age. Absolutely not. It's it, it, The rumor is that it's closer to 30 million. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's what the rumor mill is saying. And if that's the case, I run there's, to that deal. I don't walk. There's no way Juventus plays, pays 30 million pounds for a goalkeeper. Well, that's where they're, they're starting to get creative with, like, with the, anyway, the shenanigans pod. It's getting closer. Sorry, yeah. Shenanigans stuff. It's getting closer because you're starting to see really crazy things like Diego Costa going to China for 50 million mm-hmm. for 50 million pounds. Again, run to that deal. Do not walk. You send it. You send him off to a place you'll never hear. He'll never hear from him again. <laughs> and you get 50 million pounds. Yeah. Perfect. That's crazy. And anyway. and he and he would get a 500 grand a week salary that he'll never get paid to see hmm. anyway back to where were we Chelsea and Sunderland um I think this could be 1-1 or 2-1 Sunderland well I'm gonna be a homer and say it's 3-1 Chelsea wow okay uh, I think a lot of these players also have to show what they're made of for Euros coming up and the Copa America mm-hmm. it just there's a lot of there's a lot of you know, international implications of, of their form and they need to which certainly they, plays. And, and, if, and if they want to leave Chelsea, which I'm, I'm assuming some of them do, uh, if they want to leave Chelsea, they better play well or else they're not going to get the club will not agree to try uh, to get rid of them. I mean, that plays right into the idea of not having young players play. Uh, perhaps I may have talked my way right into that. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Did you hear the story about the newest signing at West Ham? No, they signed Esports star Sean Dragon, that's with two ends at the end. Sean Dragon Allen to the to, to the club because of how good he is at FIFA 16. 
Really? Uh, to, to do I, what? If I could make it up, I, I can't make this up. It's right. I, I got it right off their website. Actually, uh, my brother jokingly tweeted at me um, that I should up my FIFA skills so that I can be signed by Chelsea. Mm, that's a good idea. Just what Chelsea want to spend their money on. Oh, they'll have the 50 million pounds from. Uh... He's the first official esports player. So he is like the official esports representative of West Ham United. That is a millennial move if I have ever seen one. Let's get let, let let's get let's get young people to like this up and coming club. Um fantasy analysis go. No, I'm kidding. Um, all right. Like, let's admittedly get I don't play um video games. I wish I did. Uh, my friend uh Steve just got a new PS4 and he bought FIFA and I thought to myself, I don't think I've played a video game in like 10 years. But FIFA would be it if I played, and maybe I should play for the fact that I. Might it's be a hired great. By it's, a... It is a great way to do to make yourself sound smart about players you've never really seen play. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, but so West Ham. It's a little too much behind the curtain here for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Michi Bachua. Uh, West Ham are at home <laughs> against Swansea. Um. So that's their first game of the weekend. Um, there's there's a lot of intrigue to me for West Ham because obviously they're going to have a lot of high-priced players in this one, most notably Dimitri Payet, mm-hmm. uh, who was who swept every award and were on double-double watch. They just hung his jersey in the new stadium. I yes, saw they... a video of it the other day. Yep, but Dimitri Payet is on the verge of double-doubling. Yes, um, and Swansea are going to be without um, Gilfie Sigurdsson, Ashley Williams, uh, Ashley Williams, and Leroy Fair. Uh, they still have Andre Ayew, but Swansea without Gilfie Sigurdsson um, just has Target written all over it. So, uh, and not I, Matthew Target, right? <laughs> so I think, unfortunately, you're going to see a ton of people on these West Ham guys because uh, this matchup may be, you know, one of the more lopsided ones of the entire slate. So. Uh, you just have to hope that your guy, you, you know, if you have, you know, Sacco or Lanzini hoping it's not going to be Payet and, and Carroll, for example. I mean, there are enough options. Michael Antonio that um, there are almost too many options to choose from. Yeah, there's a glutton of options here. Yeah. Andy Carroll is definitely someone that people are going to look at. Mm-hmm. It's... It's it's hard to not love what West Ham's doing at the end of the season. And just like they've done in games, the second half of the year has been so kind to West Ham. Just like the second half of games. So. Yeah, yeah, totally. They they're finishing a season like um, you want a team to finish for fantasy purposes, at least. Yeah, absolutely. And all West Ham options are a go. Uh, you don't know who on Swansea is going to score, but it's most likely Andre Ayew, and it's most likely they will get a goal. Yeah. And the fact that Adrian is the highest-priced goalkeeper on DraftKings, if you if you take him, you're an idiot. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the way the pricing algorithm works, you know, you just take the heaviest favorite with the heaviest clean sheet odds. And theoretically, that should be them against a Swansea side that won't have some of their best players should be, but I won't have them. (laughs) All right. Champions Lester are at home against Everton. Uh, Jamie Vardy is back. Romelu Lukaku is still absent. 
uh, not absent as far as he's actually on the pitch, but he's just yeah. not doing anything. Right. Um, which striker would you feel more comfortable with? Between Vardy and Lukaku? Yeah. I mean, Vardy all the way. There, there's not even well, a hesitation. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean, I guess this would be a nice exclamation point for the season after they've become champions. But you know, they have they have nothing to play for. They meaning Leicester. Yeah, that that's fine. I I'm all over Vardy. If there's ever a game that I think that he would come out with a huge performance, it's this one. They're at home. He's back. They won the title. They've been drinking since Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a plus. Everton are awful. Better at defensively on the road, but they're missing a few key pieces you know, on the back line. I mean, they're starting Mohamed Bezic at right back. I mean, come on. It's not so, good. So, yeah. And, good. But frankly, I think there are a lot of guys that you would pick over Lukaku anyway. I mean, I think you you could consider Especially the, at his price point. Yes. Yeah, you could consider the Burnmouth guys at, ahead of Lukaku. I think a lot of them will. Yeah. Would you take Connor Wickham or Romelu Lukaku? Lukaku. Okay. Thought about it, though. I did. I I, I had to flinch. <laughs> I would take Jordan Ayew over him. I have to flinch longer. I haven't actually made a decision on that yet. But I, if, you, if you're if you at the same price, I would still take Lukaku. But considering the price difference, I would take Ayew probably. Okay. You're saying at the same price, you would take Jordan Ayew over Romelu Lukaku. Um. So let's say Taka best 11. You're taking Jordan Ayew before you take Lukaku. Yes. Absolutely. This I, is, I'm not touching Lukaku. I say, this is why I beat you most of the time in best 11. When there's no pricing involved, I'm great at this game. This, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I believe I won every single, every single one in the last, uh, week. That's right. <laughs> what, what makes you think that Romelu Lukaku is a viable fantasy option this week? I'm not saying that he is or he isn't, but the the ceiling the ceiling is so much higher on him than Jordan Ayew. So much higher. I I think in a over the course of a season it is. I think even in the course of this week, even that's yeah. even though it's a crappy matchup. Wow. Okay. Uh, I, 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 I you'd be hard pressed to convince me to take any Everton player this week. And that, that's when I get that's what see when volatility meets opportunity I am so I am all over that typically yeah but they're I mean Everton have been awful um and Leicester are won the title yes and they're they going home won. to celebrate it with my friend I, of their I, fans. I, yes they can do that and still lose four to two okay they don't have to win in fact they don't even have to win a game next season either yeah <laughs> There's the no way they give up four years. goals to anybody, let alone to Everton. I, I'm just, I'm just stating a point that they are, in, they are under absolutely zero pressure at all to even show up uh, sober. <laughs> uh, I would take four to five Leicester guys before an Everton one in this game. I would consider two. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming you're thinking of Fuchs and who's the fourth. It's Vardy, Mares, yep. Fuchs, um, Schlup, or Schlup, Conte. Is Schlup guaranteed to play? Uh, Albrighton hasn't played in t- two or three weeks, so uh, and Schlup's been starting. So I, I would take Albrighton if he started. Yeah, he hasn't been. I would um, not take Schlup. 
I would probably I love Jeff Schluck. Yeah, you do. Uh, I would. Yeah, and I would consider every defender and Schmeichel. So I basically would take everybody you would take except for Andy Lukaku. King. Uh, yeah, I would in this game. Yeah, That's I have. Th- I, th- th- there's nothing that I've seen from Everton recently to make me think that they can put up a viable fight against one of the best defensive teams in the league. Their season is over. They have clearly. Almost Leicester's. Leicester's still got two games all to the finish. Thing, all the things that you have just said about Everton, about their season being over, and all the same exact thing can be said. I think Leicester has every uh, every reason to, to win these last two games and finish as high above everybody else as they can. I've doubted Leicester for 36 weeks. What the What's the difference between 37 and 30? <laughs> That's fair. All right, let's move on. We have Spurs at home coming off of that pretty embarrassing tie to to Chelsea uh, let it be said uh, and they're playing possibly the worst team they can possibly play in Southampton Spurs may go below Arsenal this week they uh I think they're three they're level right so or they oh, would yeah, be yeah, level yeah, yeah they, they they can't go they can't because of goal differential they yeah. can't go they, they can be I can easily see the scenario where Arsenal and Tottenham are tied on points mm. yeah uh, I totally agree uh, we don't know what I don't think there's been a decision yet on Musa Dembele, but I'd be shocked if they let him play after the eye gouge last weekend. I'd be stunned if he wasn't charged. That's what I mean. Yeah. So, um, you know, not that he's a. Oh, oh, he was charged. Sorry, Musa Dembele was charged. Oh, he was okay. Uh, not that he's like a tremendous fantasy option, but the you know <laughs> he's a he's a decently decent piece in that in that team. So uh, the. I agree. It's a perfect letdown game situation. Southampton uh, are playing really, really well, uh, and they're with with the title gone. Uh, I wonder. I mean, the fans certainly have. Yeah, the fans certainly have plenty of incentive for them to finish ahead of Arsenal, uh, but uh, it does seem like a great opportunity to start resting some guys. Yeah, Kieran Trippier. This could be a Trippier game, right? Uh, I'm. I would probably not even play Trippier if he started, though. Uh, I think he, I think he'd get crosses. I don't think he's gonna get a clean sheet. But well, no, I mean certainly not the clean sheet. Um, but I don't know. I just don't. I don't see a ton out of out of Spurs to make me think that Trippier will get you know his like twelve cross game or whatever. Maybe I'm wrong. It's happened once or twice. Yeah, it's it, it'll be. It, it, for me, even if Harry Kane is starting, and I think he will, uh, there's no reason not to. He's in contention for the Golden Boot. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say about Jamie Vardy. I think they want him to win the Golden Boot. Whatever. And Casper Schmeichel wants the Golden Glove. Yes, of course. Not everyone gets what they want. <laughs> Although he is joint top. That's what I mean. Yeah. 1-0 with Vardy scoring a goal and watches his nuts get uh, the clean sheet. Right. Casper Schmeichel, yes. <laughs> It's what dreams are made of, Mike. It is what dreams are made of. It's just that it seems like such a long time ago when I was so optimistic about <laughs> the Premier League. All right. Uh, on the Southampton side, Dusan Tadic, Sadio Mane, who would you rather start? Tadic. Even after? Tadic. Wow. The, the... All right. If, if Pele and Long start, who would you rather start? Uh, I would probably – that's a good one. I'd probably go with Long. 
I think, I think Pele you, up against... If you finally come around to my side, that Shane Long is actually playing better. Yeah, I think Pele against uh, Alderweireld and Vertonghen. I, I like Long's kind of shiftiness a little more than than Pele's size in the box. Vertonghen lucky to be playing in this game. He, he might should, not. <laughs> he, should, he should have gotten a red card. Eric Dyer is extraordinarily fortunate wow. to be playing in this one. Um, I'm surprised he wasn't charged, but then again, I am a Chelsea fan. Um, <laughs> that was both tackles were disgraceful. Okay, uh, let's move on before I start erupting over podcast microphone. Uh, Liverpool coming off of their Dortmund-like performance against Villarreal are at home against Watford. Uh, they have three games until they play the Europa League final, which is really should be their sole focus. Uh, they may – I don't know if they're going to go with the wholesale changes, but they're not going to start everybody for these three games. Totally agree. Um, specifically, I mean, even without the Europa uh, coming up after the season, there was there seemed little chance that everybody was going to play uh, both of these games. So, uh, you know, you'll see Benteke probably get a start, um, which means Sturridge won't start both. I wouldn't be surprised if Firmino – I don't least... think yeah, on the Sturridge front. I don't think he plays more than sixty minutes in another game this Premier League season. I think that's a fair uh, belief uh, because you know every time you play him, it seems like you're on borrowed time, <laughs> just waiting for him to get hurt. So they but... have a real they have a real decision to make with him in the in the offseason. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Um, so, but we we'll, we can discuss those shenanigans later. But the 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 rotation we saw Emery Chan come back, uh, which was kind of surprising because there was a possibility he wasn't going to play again this season. So he's not the best fantasy option though. He's more of a defensive midfielder. How he plays with them, but I think you're going to see you know the Connor Randall, um, Smith, Ojo, Ibe kind of combination at some point. Rumor has it Jordan Ibe is gone this summer too. Uh, there will definitely be people who want him. I mean, he's a nice young player. Uh, West Brom wants him, which means that'll be the end of him. <laughs> great. Uh, hopefully, for Liverpool's sake, that's just a loan because they have every reason to try to hold on to him. But yeah, the, so uh, the difficulty, I think, is there are probably five players that could theoretically be up for you know playing 60 minutes. And we're thinking it's Sturridge. Coutinho, Firmino, Milner. Um, I doubt they, you know, would play uh, Moreno or Klein less than well, ninety. But they uh, they ran so much mm-hmm. against Villarreal. They they were just it was just a seventy yard sprint after seventy yards <laughs> for those two. Yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they took this one off um, and then played against Chelsea in the midweek. But uh, you know, the it's going to be a classic you got to watch the lineups because the um, they have every reason to rest guys. You wouldn't feel comfortable putting a Liverpool player in your lineup today and just say, I know he's going to play. Yeah. Nobody. Absolutely. Nobody. Even Mignolet, like not that that I would ever start him, but it doesn't matter. But, uh, and the Watford side, I don't, uh, how do you deal with, as an opposition going against Liverpool, even if it's a depleted Liverpool, Watford not an offensive juggernaut. I mean, Ahmed Abdi got got his goal last week, but it's Deeney, um, maybe Watson. 
maybe Gallo. No one you feel incredibly excited about. That's kind of how you feel about Watford right now. Yeah. Yeah. That. Yeah. I uh, would. Uh, yeah. Even though he is, did, did they make the FA Cup or no? No, it's uh, United and Liverpool. No, um, that's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Palace? Yeah, it's Palace, right? Yeah. Yes, it's Palace. Yeah. Wilfried Zaha revenge game. <laughs> in uh, in in Jurgen Klopp's first seven months, something like that, since October when he was hired, he has them. In, he had them in the League Cup final, and he is in the Europa League final. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's really with good. Guys who got, with very little people that you've signed. Yep. None, Just, right? Uh, I don't know if they got anybody in January. But nobody, nobody was playing. It's it's really quite something what he's done there. But yeah. Let's get to our last game of today, and that is the big one: Manchester City versus Arsenal, the battle for the Arsene Wenger fourth place trophy. <laughs> uh, yeah, Man City coming off a pretty tough loss against Real Madrid in the Champions League semis. Um, not that anybody expected them to win, but that they, that they, tie was a lot closer than I think people expected. Yeah, but they did not try to win that game. They tried to make that go into extra time and penalties. Uh, they, I watched every minute of that game. I think as did you. If it wasn't Bale's, well, technically Fernando's own goal, it would have been another goal. Uh, I, I mean, Ronaldo missed a couple of headers. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was. That was it, the only, going scoreless was the only way they were going to extra time. Yeah, that's my point. They yeah. they had no one. They did not look like they had any intentions of committing numbers forward at any point. Even when they were down one nothing, they yeah. weren't really effective in committing numbers forward. They had the one long shot from Aguero, but that was it. Yeah, and Aguero, um, I mean, they frustrated him immensely to the point where they, like that wasn't really a great shot that he took, but it was the best shot that they had on the day. Um, De Bruyne had some moments, but nothing that great. Yaya Torre looked awful. Uh, and then got taken off at 60 minutes. Raheem Sterling looked terrible. Uh, the, the, like I said, they were. It was surprising that it was close. Vincent Company left early with an injury. Not that he was going to make a huge difference, but um, looks like his season's done. And Euros, I mean, who knows? So the, I don't know. It's a. My guess is that we see some pretty good squad rotation for this one, just because, um, you know, they played only a few days ago and. Um, I mean, I guess they had, they know that, uh, man United, the result theoretically United could be only one point back. So maybe I just talk myself into the other way. Hmm, I don't know. And you know, the best guy on the team right now is Kalechi Iannaccio. And these two goalkeepers are vying for the golden gloves. Hmm. Yay. Yeah. Well, hey, look, it can't be checked. You know, to- I mean, he missed a number of games. Well, check is check is the lead. Uh, check is in the lead, isn't he? Wow. I didn't realize that. He has 15. Really? In 32 starts, I think it is. Yeah. Hmm. Ugh, what a waste. Um, yeah, so I think it, you really won't be able to get a read on this game uh, until we see who's in the lineup. Arsenal, I think, is pretty well set and who's going to start. At least um, Welbeck should start, which means Giroud will. Um, I wouldn't be... Um, surprised if they finally took Iwobi off. Uh, Joel Campbell has actually looked pretty good recently. I feel like he he could get a run out, but 
you know, other than that, you're still, my guess is you'll see Ozil and Sanchez and then uh, Pierre Murdersacker's out for the season, but you weren't going to take him at Man City anyway, so. There are five goalkeepers that have a legitimate chance <laughs> for the Golden Glove, hmm. and it's actually a higher number than it's been in previous seasons, which has been surprising to me. Yeah. So uh, it's Peter Cech, Joe Hart, and Casper Schmeichel at 15 clean sheets. De Gea at 14, which is a miracle, and uh, Loris at 13. Mm-hmm. And Czech, Czech would theoretically win it because he has the fewest number of starts, right? I think that's the tiebreaker. That would be the tiebreaker for percentage. Yeah, isn't that the most important thing? You think anybody scores in this game? Speaking of clean sheets, <laughs> uh, in Arsenal City. Yeah. Yeah, I take I had to put my money on Alexis if I had to take one player. Okay. Uh, I mean, we know it's not Vin, uh, Vassant Company back there, <laughs> right? So uh, it's going to be Manga, uh, Mangala and Otamendi. Otamendi. Um, they like to gamble, and when they and when they gamble on tackles, that's where Alexi Sanchez does his work. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I just I feel Is like this a, could if, be a especially a, if it's a Kolarov game. Yeah, I feel like this could be such a zero zero, and you finish it, and everyone's like, "Boy, we wasted a lot of time watching this one." Yeah, I mean, if Arsenal play as scared as they normally play against Chelsea, they'll it'll be it'll be zero zero. I think it's all in our all, all in Arsenal. Yeah. I mean, Manchester City have all the built-in excuses, which I'm sure they'll use. Yeah, and right. the fact that their manager is not their manager anymore. There's a whole bunch of, mm-hmm. whole bunch of built-in excuses. Uh, but yeah, I, I really do think this is the game where Arsenal make, you know, a statement for next year. That we're still good. That would be nice. I mean, it, theoretically, they could go level, depending on what happens with Spurs and Southampton. So it's not like go level on points. That's what I mean. Yeah. All right, let's go. get to our daily dose. Yeah, let's do it. All right. let's, something more positive. All right. Hopefully. So I will start because I am no longer in a cold medicine stupor. Uh, I will have Ben Foster as my goalkeeper, West Brom at Burnmouth. So that's a $3,400 keeper. I have Craig Dawson to pair with him at 4200 God, you I love, love Craig Dawson. <laughs> I love me some Craig Dawson. Have you seen his point? Have you seen his outputs? I have, yeah. He hasn't scored fewer than seven points since the start of April. Yeah. Seven points isn't good enough at 4,200, though. It's it's a, it's a safe number of points at that price is what I'm saying. That's that's the minimum is my point. Okay. <sighs> Simon Francis at 4,000. I actually have five defenders. Wow. Because I spent my money on midfielders. Uh, I, I spent my money elsewhere, basically, and on defenders, actually. Craig Dawson, Simon Francis at 4,000. Eric Peters at 3,400, because that's way too low for Eric Peters. Mm-hmm. And I have Joel Ward at 3,400. He's making a little bit of a renaissance in terms of fantasy point production. He had one bad week on the 17th of two points, but other than that, he's at 7, 10, and 14 in the past four. That was who, so, Van Onholt? And I also have Van Onholt oh. at 3,800. Who was the one you were just talking about? Joel Ward. Oh, Ward. I'm sorry. Yeah. Joel Ward. But Patrick Van Onholt only because, and for some reason, you can talk about this too. I was looking for DeAndre Edlin and couldn't find him. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this yesterday on the MLS pod. DraftKings dropped a bunch of players in MLS to the point where they had to cancel their uh, their contest and start over. And it seems like there are a few guys missing from uh, this Premier League. Gun. Yedlin was the one that jumped out at us. Um believe Wes Morgan 
is another Jeff Cameron. Um, I haven't seen any kind of higher profile guys, but it's uh, it's strange at this point in the season to all of us. I mean, they obviously had some sort of um, I was going to call it an upgrade, but they must have had done something that all of a sudden uh, everybody's missing because uh, I just don't see any reason why that would be the case. But anyway, um, I have uh, Vito Manone at 3,500, which scares yeah, me a love, little bit. You, you love Sunderland against Chelsea. Um, DeAndre Yedlin was the first player I looked for, um, which was disappointing that he wasn't there because um, I just... I guess really Von Anholt's the the one you should play if Ivanovic is on the wing, but uh, I oh, would certainly God. take if that if that if that happens, I would put Kazri on the left midfield too. Give an overload of Kazri and Van Anholt on one side, that would just crush Chelsea. That would crush Chelsea. Yeah, that would be interesting, huh? Hmm. All right. Anyway, um, I paid. Um, 2800 which feels like a little bit of a spike call, but I needed the savings for Winston Reed uh, playing against the Swansea side that has absolutely nobody. Reed doesn't do a ton. Um, nope, he does not. But, uh, you know, if I can get three tackles and a clean sheet, that's six points, and for 2800 I I'll take that. It's not every day you can take a New Zealand international. <laughs> that's why I did it. Um, and then uh, I paid uh, 30 800 or th- excuse me 3400 for baba rockman oh you think hold on a second so you picked van on hoping that ivanovich will play on the wing and you also picked baba rockman which means that ivanovich is definitely not playing on the wing i i didn't no i didn't take uh i didn't take van on oh my you fault did, you did that's true. I know I did. I thought you were. I thought you transitioned from Yedlin to Van Aanholt. No. I apologize. But yeah, I guess uh, if Rockman doesn't start, um, uh, I have four hundred bucks left. I could actually go with Van Aanholt, um, and I have, you know, there's like Poppy Soiree and Ivanovic. Amazingly, if I considered him, Joel Ward or Bakuna or Hutton, like they're, they're Joel enough Ward. guys. No, Joel I'm not going to take Joel Ward. Um, I guess oh, I God. could go. I, I hope he scores twice now. Yeah. Eric Peters is probably the one I would. Well, no, I'd probably go with Hutton or Bakuna. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can't take Peters award cause I took him already. Yeah. Sign me up for Hutton then. If and Ben on, you couldn't play. take him all either. Yeah. Hutton, Hutton, but here's the thing about Hutton. I've said this a couple of times. He's just as likely to get you a, a red card yeah. as he is a good game. Yeah. That would be, uh, that would be one. The, the other guy I considered, which just to rub this in a little more was Jan Kirchhoff. Um, I thought about him too, actually, because he's kind of a stat sheet filler. He doesn't cross much, although he had three crosses last week against Stoke. So, but he but he's just playing central midfield, right? Central defensive midfield. So right. I understand. Yeah. Okay. Um, Your midfielder, sir. My midfielders. I have two Leicester midfielders. Um, neither of them are Mares or Conte. Um, I paid thirty three hundred for Jeff Schlupp, hoping that he starts. Um, Again, in place of Albrighton, he's got 17 and 11 points in his last two. And then I needed some salary savings uh, for some other guys, so I paid 3000 for Andy King, who I think is going to start for he certainly will start. Danny Drinkwater. Um, he will King start. had 15 points and a goal uh, in his last start, and then he had four points in 45 minutes in the game after that. So if he can get me eight points at $3,000, i will happily take that. Um, 
I paid 84 for Dimitri Payet, speaking of guys I needed to pay up for. And then I finished off with four forwards. So we can All get right, to the next let me let me uh, let me quickly go through my three midfielders. Actually, not too quickly. I think these this is the most solid midfield I've ever constructed, even though it's only three people. Okay. Dimitri Payet of eighty four hundred, Eden Hazard at fifty five hundred. I don't know how you 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 went you breezed over him at fifty five hundred. Yeah, that's a good point. It's a great price. Uh, and Jason Punchin at forty four hundred is also a tremendous price. I, my fear is that Hazard doesn't have the same motivation to keep um, Sunderland out of the Premier League as he did keeping Tottenham from winning the Premier League. Yeah, but you're, you're, but you're right. 55 Euro, is, Euros is the big thing. 5,500, I'm willing to find out. Yeah, that's a that's good. You're right. I, In that matchup. I didn't even think about that. Maybe because Sunderland's defensive juggernaut is too good for that. But. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's, that's where we've come to. Yeah, that's a swing and a miss on my part. Good call. All right, let me get my two forwards in so you can get your four. Uh, I have Jordan Ayew at 4,300. Wow, come on. Yes. I had to. You've got to be kidding me. And Andy Carroll, one for you and one for me. Ayew at 43 and Andy Carroll at 52. That... <laughs> oh, I can't Lord. believe you took Jordan Ayew. I, you, know, you know what was really scary? Do you know the name that at midfield, because I was looking to save at midfield at about the 3,800 range, you know what, you know what name kept popping up? Mark Noble. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I, after the week I've had on Twitter, I can't possibly pick him at any price. Never again. Never again. He could be a thousand bucks. You wouldn't be able to take him. I couldn't. Oh, that's not so the, at funny. least not this week. At least not this week. <laughs> no, because he's Mark freaking Noble. Oh, that's great. Um, I have that's yeah. the reason why I didn't pick him. Yeah, I have four forwards. Like I said, I have Jamie Vardy, who I talked about earlier, I think. If anybody has hat trick upside, it's him in this game. Uh, I also have Andy Carroll because uh, he's just playing too well and they're playing a horrible Swansea side. At home. At home. Um, I paid 3700 for Benicophobi, which I don't really love, uh, The mostly because I'm not sure he's going to start. Josh King has been playing well enough, and Callum Wilson is obviously starting. So um, I have... 400 bucks left over so i could actually pivot right to wilson if uh if that's the way that that they go and my last one is 5300 for jermaine defoe yeah uh, so i think the key is you know you're taking the upside of goals from forward and i'm taking this like the, the tortoise the slow and steady approach of solid defense yeah We'll I hate see. myself. Yeah, we'll see. God, I hate my approach. <laughs> <laughs> um, the problem is that I could get like get two 12 points. points. Yeah, I could get 12 points from four of my forwards or from my four forwards. So that would be a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I hope you don't from Andy Carroll because I have <laughs> Right, yeah. And you did not take Jordan Ayew. I didn't. I oh, couldn't fit him in. I wanted to, but I couldn't fit him in. What, and I thought what to myself, the world come to? yeah, I, was, I thought to myself, there's no way Mike's going to take him. So I could always just slot him in. So basically, this is how you know how weird this season is. I took five defenders. I took Jordan Ayu and I'm banking on Andy Carroll being good. Yep. Because he has been. And that's the and that's the microcosm of how weird this season has been. And it just makes me really excited for well first of all for next week even though it's the last week but for the shenanigans upcoming and for 
the Copa, for Euros, and for next season because I can't wait for the surprises that are going to happen next year. <laughs> Should be fun, as always. Burnley, 5,001. Get your bets in now. The uh, I actually was looking at that. The It's really if you could get them at 5,001 next season. It's not the first year they're in. It's the second year. That's the easy money. <laughs> the easy 5,001 money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. On that note, we will end this episode of the Roadwire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. I had something for that, but it's just not appropriate for the podcast. We'll save it maybe for some shenanigans podcast later on, but we will be back with you on Monday where we will do a uh, review preview podcast for the second half of the double game week of Game Week 37. Good luck, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Napa know-how. Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolor paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how.